0: Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, ain't God good. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We're going to let you be seated just for a moment. Amen. We're fixing to release our classes to go to their places. I I know today that preliminaries have been a little longer, but due to the weather that is going to be coming in this evening, we can take a little bit longer this morning. I hope that's all right today. Praise God. I want to tell everybody that our prayer meetings on Saturday have absolutely been phenomenal. Amen. Uh, Yesterday, uh, I don't know, 20, 25, 30 people gathered here for prayer meeting. And the power of God just moved throughout this place. And I, I wanted to thank all of those that have been attending and let everyone know this. Come to prayer meeting. Amen. If you need to see great things happen in your life, come to prayer meeting. you want a change in your life, come to prayer meeting. Amen. Prayer will absolutely rearrange your life. Amen. But also, uh, I would like all of those that were in prayer yesterday at the church, I know some may not be here this morning, but if you were in prayer meeting yesterday at Praise Temple, I want you to stand to your feet for a moment. There's a reason that I I wanted to do that. Yesterday morning as, as we ended our prayer, the Holy Ghost moved and it just swept through this place. And There were tongues that went forth. But there was an interpretation, amen, that needed to be given and it wasn't given. Amen. Brother Talsman, I'd like you to give that interpretation this morning.
1: Right there.
2: <laughs>
1: Praise God. Yes. I get that microphone.
0: Sure. Praise God. Now let's give the Lord worship and a hand and clap again. Oh, come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah,
1: hallelujah,
0: hallelujah. God is moving. Not only in prayer meeting, but he's moving in these services. Everyone say, get ready. ready. You need to get ready for what God is doing. You need to get ready for the revival that's coming. You need to get ready for your family members coming back to the house of God. You need to get ready for divine moves of God that'll change your family and change everything about your life. Get ready. Amen. I'm believing today for the authority and the power of God ministering in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Brother Chris.
1: Praise the Lord. Amen. You can be seated. Amen. We had... Saturday, I, I try to, I try to get a count. We had 39 in prayer meeting yesterday. We had 41 the Saturday before that. And I believe we need to be goal oriented. I want to see 100. That ain't even half the church. 100 people. Can we get 100 people to commit to prayer this coming Saturday? That, that's just every other person. Come on, can we do it? Come on, do we have a purpose? Has God set forth a plan? Come on, now it's time for us to be obedient unto God. Amen. I'm believing, I'm believing by the end of the year to us be running a hundred in our prayer meetings. Amen. That's gonna shake Madisonville. Amen. It's going to. Amen. We'd like the nursery class if they would, they can make their way. We are so thankful for all that God is doing. Amen. From the youngest to the oldest. Amen. I'm beginning to see some young people move in the spirit of God. Amen. Set their hearts towards him, even from the littlest. Amen. We sat back uh, ages three and four, I believe it is, uh, can go at this time. Amen. I, I got to sit with Sister Riley the other night after, after uh, revival, and we had a little short Bible study on the altar about baptism. Amen. She's feeling the need to be baptized, and we're so thankful for what God is doing. Five to seven can be dismissed. Amen. And then eight to nine can go as well. Amen. God is the God of everybody. Everybody. Amen. Amen. Our 10-year-old class can make their way. Amen. That's a big class there. 11 to 13. Amen. And then our youth class, we're going to be in the educational building today. Uh, instead of the gym. So if you could make your way that way. Um, Somebody get Brother Gage. He may preach this morning. Who knows? Amen. I am so thankful for, for the anointing of God in this place. And Brother Talsman said it correctly. It's such a great anointing in the house of God. You know, Jesus means the anointed one. Have you been baptized in the name of the anointed one? Are you filled with the spirit of the anointed one? Amen. Then it's time for us to walk in that anointing. Amen. And be who God's called us to be. Amen. How many is ready for the word this morning? Why don't we put our hands together for the Lord. before our pastor as he makes us pray.
0: why don't we just shout hallelujah 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 oh praise the lord i noticed in the singing amen didn't the praise team do such a wonderful job this morning amen i give them honor wow amen miss sister sarah rose this morning praise god but that's all right god's healing her going to be back. Praise the Lord. I noticed even in that uh, praise and worship, when we got to that song and we started saying hallelujah, 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 repetitively something began to break in this place. When you give him the highest praise, praise God. I said when you give him the highest praise, he inhabits the praises of his people. Praise God. Oh, he's... He's worthy today to be praised. Praise the Lord. I give honor today to all that have gathered to praise Temple Apostolic Church. Amen. Each and every one of you, we thank you for being here and worshiping with us and just enjoying fellowship with one another. Praise God. We're blessed, aren't we? Amen. I promise you, we're blessed. There's people everywhere that wished they could be in the house of the Lord this morning. I promise you, there's some folks up there in the hospital today. They wish they could be right where you are. Thank God, amen, that the doors of the congregation of the house of the Lord have been opened up and we're here today in this place. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, I want to go to the Word of God today in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 13. I'm sorry, Brother Eric, I did not text them to you this morning as I normally do. 2 Peter chapter 1. Verses 3 through 13. Praise God. As you're turning there, let me say I am looking forward to the revivals that are planned. I'm telling you there is a churning of the Spirit of God that you you can feel. In the rally on Friday night, we had some receive the Holy Ghost. I'm excited about that. Amen. Brother Harper preaching like he normally does. My, what a powerful message that he preached. Praise God. I'm excited about the kingdom of God. Amen. I'm excited today about the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. Good to see all of Sister Jenny's family this morning. Ain't that beautiful this morning? We give all of y'all honor. We're thankful today you're with us, all of you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 13. The Bible said, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby we are given whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And besides this, give all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. Everyone say, if you do these things, you shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them and be established in the present truth. Yea, I think it is meet as long as I am in this tabernacle to stir you up, by putting you into remembrance. Paul was saying this, or Peter was. Amen. It's my job to remind you. I know today that I'm preaching to the choir, but I want us to know today I'm supposed to preach to the choir. Amen. That's what Paul said. It's it's, it's up to me to remind us of the things God has done in our lives and the place that he's taking us to and his calling. I want to teach on this topic today, very simply, some key kingdom principles. Amen. Key kingdom principles. Could we ask the Lord to bless this today? God, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for the anointing of God and the presence of God. Lord, we thank you that you've already spoken in this house. Lord, I thank you that I know, God, people are already in this place seeking the Holy Ghost. I pray, Lord, that your will is completely fulfilled today and that when we leave the house, God, we don't miss one thing. Lord Jesus, touch us, minister to us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. You can be seated today. Praise God. As Holy Ghost filled seekers and saints... We are ever striving for a deeper, more powerful, faith-filled relationship under God. How about you? Amen. I I don't know about you, but I'm looking for that. We long for God to use us for kingdom purpose. And we look to lay hands on the seeker and the sick and to see them filled and healed. And I believe today that God is still in the filling and the healing business. Amen. I believe that he's able and I believe that he's doing that. Around every corner in church service, we're looking for the manifest presence of God and the prophetic and the operations of the, the gifts of the Spirit of God. I do believe today, Amen, that we are seeing not, not that it has gone away, but a more of an awakening right now, a revival. Of some gifts that are, that are coming into operation and I believe to those gifts are given for a reason for the edification of the body of Christ that God is going to add and minister through the power of the gifts of God but we, we long today for greater revelation and, and deeper understanding and every one of us are looking for that one service or one encounter that will change us forever and I've had them in my life Amen. Like Moses at the burning bush, or Jacob at Bethel, or Paul on the road to Damascus. We're looking, Brother McKeith, and for that explosion, amen, of God's presence that will change us permanently, and and it'll be just a mighty blow from God. And and this is absolutely, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I want to say to the church, we need to seek after the gifts. We need to look after the power of God. We, we long to see God operate in that mighty way. Amen. I believe today that God expects us to do that. Amen. But today I, I want to simply teach us some things about kingdom principles that will make us better saints. Amen. Let me say today that in this church we have prayed through hundreds. Hundreds. And that ought to tell you that every seat today ought to be filled. Amen. But that also ought to let us know that somewhere in their life something has been missed. Something laid down and something, amen, has been stopped or blocked in their life. When we were just little children, our mothers taught us some basic skills of life that we still use today. Every day we use those skills she taught us to comb our hair, wash our face, brush our teeth. Amen? She, she taught us our, our right foot from our left foot, and she taught us how to tie our shoes. You would say, what in the world does that have to do with living for God? I'm going to tell us. These skills that, that I just spoke about, that when we were taught, they're so ingrained in us that they become automatic in us. And we do them without even thinking about them, amen. And they're just part of our routine daily activities. And I want to tell everybody: thank God for routine daily activities, amen. Could you imagine us showing up today with, uh, uh, with uh, our shoes on the wrong feet? Amen. Now, I haven't seen an adult do that, but I did see a child do that. Amen. I, I, I've seen ladies that have uh, uh, had a darker house that evidently had a blue and black shoe that looked somewhat alike. When they got to the house of God, Brother Danny, they had on two different pairs of shoes. That happens, doesn't it, ladies? I'm not going to ask for a show of hands to all that happened to. But that happens to us, doesn't it? Amen. I don't believe it happened purposely, and I think it was just that we saw something. But could you imagine what it would be like today in the house of God if nobody combed their hair? We walked in this place today, amen, and we looked like we did when we crawled out of bed this morning. We'd scare each other to death. Yes, we would. Amen. Me chiefly. I sleep on my side. You don't want a picture of me at the first thing in the morning. Amen. What would your spouse do if you said, you know, I just don't feel like brushing my teeth today. Amen. Seems silly, doesn't it? Paul said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I'm doing some teaching today. I want to say teaching. You need teaching, you need teaching in your life. Right. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away my childish things. In other, way, other words, I graduated some things in my life. Right. Amen? I, I, I want to say today that, thank God, you'll never, ever, ever find Brother Cook with untied shoes. Amen? And and I'm going to explain that here in just a second. Amen? Did you know that there's been too many accidents that have happened because of untied shoes? I began to do a search and I found out that a little boy had a serious accident and and was taken to ICU because he went up an escalator and his shoestrings hung in the escalator. Yeah. Yeah. And that thing wound up chewing him up because of untied shoes. Now, those untied shoes were somebody's fault. Oh, yeah, I'm preaching now. There's been too many accidents and too many emergency room visits. Did you know that you can even find that there have been great races that have been lost because somebody's shoes have come untied? I learned a long time ago, don't just tie your shoes, but double knot them. Every time I tie my shoes, I double knot them. I will never tie my shoe that I don't double knot it. You want to know why? Because I don't want to have an accident. I don't want to go to the emergency room. Amen? I don't want to lose a race. Not that I'm in a worldly race. You won't find me doing that. Amen. Now, now, let me tell us this today. We need to double-knot some areas of our spiritual life. Amen? Not only do you need to tie your shoes in the fundamental purpose, but you and we need to double-knot our shoes... Amen. That in the heat of the battle, our shoes don't come undied. Wow. Amen, in the heat of the race, I don't lose my footing and lose the race. I've got to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Jesus Christ. And I can't do it with untied shoes. Right. I've got to make shoes, make sure that my shoes not only are tied but double knotted. Hopefully after today, everybody's shoes should be double knotted. It didn't I? Peter wasn't telling the church anything right here that had not already been told to them. They were told over and over and over and over, and Peter was being repetitious, and he even said he was being repetitious. And he said, I'm gonna put you into remembrance, and then he repeated the scripture. And he said, and I'm going to put you into remembrance. He said, as long as I'm in the flesh, I'm going to remind you that you need to apply some basic principles of Christian living in your life that you would not fail. Oh, let me tell us today. Amen. We are looking for... The magnificent and, and we are looking for the revelatory and we are looking for people walking on water and we are looking for every service to be like last Wednesday when God was delivering and moving and prophetic amen. and I love that and I'm after that and I'm wanting more of that but I want you to know that in the middle of that you can backslide because your shoes haven't been tied in the middle of living for God. Amen. If you don't get it right, you lose your shoes. Yeah. Right. The Bible says having my feet shod. Woo. Yeah. With the preparation of the gospel of Christ. In other words, Brother Kevin, I got to get it right. Amen. From where? From the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. Not only do I have to have the helmet of salvation, but I got to have my feet shod with the preparation of that gospel. Amen. I got to get it right and I got to make sure that my shoes are tied. Everybody, look at your neighbor and tell them this morning tie your shoes. He said in verse 10, this, giving diligence. Some of you are liable to have untied
2: shoes.
0: (laughs) What a coincidence. He said in verse 10, giving diligence to make your calling and election sure. He said, for if you do these things, you shall never fail. Now, I'm going to cover some things in these principles that are included in the word of God, but may may not be mentioned here in Peter, but they are all inclusive in the word of God. Amen. They're important. As a matter of fact, you will, you will always notice that in transition. In, in, uh, when, when God begins to move or shift a body of believers into a new area, the man of God always delivered an assembly address. Did you know that? Yes, Amen. You can go to, uh, to Moses and he tells them what's going to happen. Amen. And then he institutes the instruction of God. Amen, which is the Passover. You can go to Joshua, and Joshua, amen, he stood up before his folks, amen, and he told them, he said, Choose you this day whom you will serve, whether they be the gods of Egypt or the God, amen, of Israel. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. You can find Apostle Paul in his uh, uh, giving of the word and, and giving uh, uh, instruction to uh, those that worked underneath his ministry. And you're going to find that he gave addresses to those. He told them, he said, I fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. He told Timothy, he said, preach the, preach the word. Be instant in, and out of season. I and mean, then you're going to find Jesus took the disciples into a room and they had Passover and he gave them instruction. Let me tell us today, there's a shifting that's going on in the house of God. Uh, there's a shifting that's going on in the church. Oh, I don't know if you can feel what's happening, uh, but I'm telling you, God is moving uh, and the revelatory is being given uh, and the prophetic is in operation. But I want to remind every one of us, you better tie your shoes. Right, right. That you don't get lost in transition. Amen. I, uh, If you go to studying history, you'll find that in the Azusa Street Revival, Let me me tell us today, how many want to have an Azusa Street Revival? Now, how many of you want to end like the Azusa Street Revival ended? Oh, come on. We talk about the revival, but we don't talk about the ending. Brother Kevin, what happened was God moved on that group of believers with revelation of the baptism of the Holy Ghost that shook the world. But what happened after that was revelation was given of Jesus' name, baptism, and they rejected that, and that revival died. Amen. Study it. Look it up. That happened. I don't know about you, but I want all the truth. I want to know every bit of, not only do I know want to know how to walk on water, but I want to know how to walk on land. I, I want to know how to live according to the word of God. I I want to bow oh I desire to be obedient to Him, and I want you to know, Amen. Not only do you have to live in the Spirit, but you've got to walk in this world and you need some understanding of what it takes of living for God. Because if not You'll be lost in transition. Right. I have seen too many baptized, Brother Bennett, <coughs> that, that, that it, it, the, the, the heaviness of who they were and who they had become sat upon them, but they couldn't hang with it mm-hmm. because they didn't have a made-up mind. Right. Amen. To walk after Christ. So I, I want to tell the church this. Amen. That Peter wasn't telling the church anything that he had not already heard or they had not already heard. He said, given diligence, make sure that your calling and election are sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fail. We love talking about the things that are imputed unto us. That's powerful. You know what I'm talking about? Amen. God overshadowed us with mercy. He imputed unto us his righteousness. Amen. I couldn't make myself right. In his presence, without the righteousness of Christ being imputed unto me. But I find in the Word of God, not only are things imputed unto me, but there are some things that are expected of me. Right, right. Amen. I want to talk about
1: those
0: this morning. He said, if you do these things, you'll never fall. He goes on to say, wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them and be established in this present truth. He's saying this, I know you know them. I know you're familiar with them. He said, but I'm going to preach it to you some more. I'm going to give it to you some more. I'm going to tell you again. I I want to tell the church, amen, we've got to hear it again. I've got to have somebody how to tell me how to live for God. I've got to have a man of God speak to me in my life. I've got to have direction given to me in my life. I've got to have somebody remind me that if you're going to make it to heaven, there's some principles that you've got to follow. Amen. Amen. I wanted to rehearse some fundamental principles in our ears today. The first one is this. Jesus said in Matthew six and thirty-three, "But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you." And I want to tell us we're all looking for a lot of things. Now here, He was He He, he was talking of uh, of. Uh, an order of people that were not Jews that were seeking after riches in this world. And Jesus told them the secret. He said, if you'll seek after me, he said, all these things will be added unto you. In other words, you'll be blessed in all that you do. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. In Matthew 22 and 37, Jesus said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy heart. Mind, Amen? With all thy mind. In other words, Christ must take preeminence in your life. Oh, I'm preaching to us today. God must be placed first in your life. Above anything, he's got to be placed first. Amen? Uh, 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 That's one thing that flesh struggles with. Amen. Let me tell you why. Because we're living in an age and a generation today that are lovers of them own selves. Amen. We love what we do. We love where we go. We we love what we look like. We love who we are. We just love us. We're lovers of our own self. Amen. Let me tell us today, if you're going to succeed, if when the trumpet sounds you're going to get up out of the ground or out of the grave, off the ground or out of the grave, I'll say it like that, and make it to the throne room, I want us to know today, amen, that you've got to make up in your mind that you're going to put God first in your life. Amen. You've got to put Him first in your life. Let Let me tell us this. Amen. In other words, I've seen too many Holy Ghost filled saints suffer shipwreck because God was not per- first and foremost in their life. They struggled. They thought they had it figured out. Amen. They wanted to be a wild card, they wanted to be a Lone Ranger, they wanted to do things their way. Let me tell you, God don't operate like this. Amen. According to the Bible, this is a kingdom. Right. This is a kingdom. So in other words, we've got to recognize today the king. And if we miss recognition of the king and kingdom authority and kingdom principle, you'll miss out on kingdom salvation. You've got to get all of these things right. Amen? In Exodus 20 and 3, the Bible says, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Amen? Let me... Let me tell us this today. Jesus said this, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning and the ending. Which is, which was, and which is to come. And then he goes on to say, The first and the last. I I, I want to read that again, so this today would take preeminence in our minds. I am the Alpha, this is Jesus, and the Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, which was, and which is to come, the first and the last. Now I'm going to submit this today. If he's first and last in the word, he ought to be first and last in our lives. I you to consider something today when you are considering your spiritual life with God. If he's first and last in the Bible, he ought to be first and last in your life and in mine. My- In other words, the first one you speak to in the morning ought to be the Lord. And the last one you speak to in the evening ought to be the Lord. Are are you following me today? Amen. Let him take preeminence in your life. Amen. Give up this old carnal mindset that says, I'm going to do things my way and I'm going to operate in my mindset and I can't help but be who I am. That ain't the word of God. The word of God is this you got to die and you got to be like him. You got to let the old man die and you got to be resurrected in Christ Jesus. Jesus. If you're living according to your flesh, you're missing the principles of Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, you're going to have to excuse me. Uh, this is how I am. Amen. I'm just, I'm just that way. Well, that's carnal. Right. Of course, so that's your way. He said, "Put on the mind of Christ." That's not God's way. Right. That's your way. My, I could preach about this for a while. Amen. You know, I've heard redheads. I've heard redheads say, "You know, well, that's just my nature." You know, I'm not talking about that. These redheads, you be. I'm not picking on you this morning. Didn't mean to pinpoint you.
2: Let's
0: just say I'm redheaded. Well, that's just the way I am. That's just who I am. You know, that, that's that's our family, you know, that's, that's, that, you understanding what I'm saying? That's the Irish in me. That ain't the Irish in you. That's the devil in you. Man, that's, that's the old flesh. That's the old attitude of, of this, you know, I, I, I battle it, you battle it. Let, Let me add something to this. Amen. Apostle Apostle Paul said this many times. He said, uh, or he said in Romans, he said, Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me of this body of death? He said, Those things that I do, he said, I ought not do. And he said, Those things that I ought not do, those I do. Amen. There's a struggle, he said, a war going on on the inside of me between my flesh and between my spirit. And I want to question you today, Who is speaking the loudest into your life? Is Christ taking preeminence in your life? And is it enough to challenge you to change? Amen. Because I'm going to tell you this. This is the argument old Philip Cook has with himself. Amen. I don't care how spiritual you become. It's an argument between your spirit and your flesh. Amen. So let me tell us today. If he's the Alpha and Omega, if he's the beginning and the end, he ought to be the first in the morning and the last in the evening. And I, I want to tell the church this. I want to challenge you this. Make him the first thing in your morning. Make him the, the last in your evening. I know today that we, this is the challenge. We live in such a busy world. And we are coming and going. We are running and gunning. We are going as hard as we can go. And I mean, Sister Cook and I are up early. We're running, trying to get down to get the kids checked into the school and do different things. And, and then most of the time when we get through with that, we're pastoring and meetings. Many times we're eating supper 8, 9 o'clock at night. That's our life. That's what we do. Amen. But let me tell you that even in that life and lifestyle, if I don't make it a point to put Christ first, I will miss him. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm living for him. I'm walking for him. I'm desiring him. But if I'm not careful, I'm going to miss on the fundamental principle uh, of putting Christ first in my life. Amen. I'll get so busy in well-doing that I will miss God ruling my life. understand this, that if you're going to live successfully for the Lord, you've got to live in Him. And if you're living out of Him, if you're not subjective unto Him, if you're not obedient unto Him, if you're not following His calling and following His plan and following His protocol and and, and following kingdom principle, that I want to tell you this today. If you're not careful, you'll miss out on very heaven itself because you have a Number two, Hebrews 10 says this, And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Now that's powerful, and I could preach on this for hours. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. In other words, it's up to one another that that we would provoke not in an angry manner, but in righteous deeds, in living for God purposely, in inspiring one another. I'm going to tell us today that every one of us need inspirational men of God in our lives. Amen. And and let me tell us this, ladies. Amen. We need great lady mentors to mentor other ladies. Amen. That we can look. Amen. Not that we base our life after. Amen. But we can look after their walk and say, you know what? I can do better. Why? Because they have inspired me to do better. Amen. I liken it to this. Amen. That if you will go to the Word of God, you will find that one angel. Amen. proclaims to another angel he said holy and the other angel standing over here when he hears that you know what it does it provokes him and he says holy and this one over here begins to say holy and this one over here begins to proclaim holy because they provoke one another oh my we ought to provoke one another unto holiness yeah. Woo! Amen. then we ought to provoke one another to living for God. I want to tell us today, you need somebody to look at in their life and say, God, help me to be more like that. Help me to get this thing down pat in my life. Let me to live more abundantly above where I am. Hallelujah. We have to have people do this in our lives. Where does it? He said, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. Let me straighten something out this morning. We talk about the church and we have preached it many times. We know church is taken from the Greek ecclesia. Following me? Well, let me tell you this, whether you realize it or not, is the stadium down the street was called ecclesia too. You'll look it up. You'll find it was. Because Ecclesia means the gathering together. We talk about the church. And I do believe that the church exists in here. And Christ is right here. But let me tell us today. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. i want to tell us today. We need church with one another. Amen. We need church with one another. I'm going to cover a couple of things. We need to come to the house of God. What does that mean? We went through something two or three years ago, amen, that many are calling the COVID effect. And we're being challenged today, and I I still, when I think about it, I get angry. Now, I thank God that he operated uh, in us and through us and that we've seen great uh, revival. We've seen great growth, and God did great things in this assembly. During that process, we divided up, and then God added to the church. We've seen people filled with the Holy Ghost in two places, I believe. On one Sunday, we had people getting the Holy Ghost, amen, up the hill and down the hill. I thank God for that, amen. But, but let me tell us today, Satan was trying to destroy the church, amen, using the COVID effect. Right, right. Sister Carla, that's what he did. He wanted to stop the church from having church, Amen, let me tell us today. Amen, uh, the Dixie Pan Cafe is no longer open. You want to know why? Because of COVID. Man, some don't know about that place. That was one of the best restaurants in the country, open for 75 years. But because it was not a a corporation, they lost out because they were a single uh, facility there trying to make it on their own, and they didn't have the others, which is a lesson in itself, to lean on. So they could not make it. So now we have the COVID effect and, and what we did for months and it like to drove this pastor batty, Amen. For a while before we could come together, we, I, I had to do online broadcasting. I'm trying to get those online broadcasts going back again and doing a bunch of different things. Amen. But let me tell us today. Amen. What happened in that is we got comfortable in our PJs. Amen. Yeah, I'll get me a cup of coffee and I'm gonna sit down at the table and I'm gonna enjoy church while somebody else mentors me across a desk in an office somewhere. Let me tell you something that's edifying, that'll lift you up. But I want you to know a lot of that and you'll starve to death. You wanna know why? Because you gotta have the gathering together of the saints. You all might try to build a fire with a single piece of wood. It won't happen. But when you get them all together and the embers begin to glow, we begin to build off one another and the Holy Ghost It begins to move. There is a story told from, from a man of God that Brother Kevin would know which preacher it is that went to see one of his parishioners there that... Uh, that, that had just eased out of coming got comfortable got comfortable and the preacher went to go see him he walked in his house and sat down they sat across from one another never said a word and uh, the pastor reached in with a set of tongs and he pulled out a coal and he set it on the hearth there they looked at that coal Over a period of time, that coal began to die. And then it got cold. And then it was out. That pastor picked that coal back up. And he put it back in the fire. And it caught fire. That congregate looked at him and said, I understand. And he was back in church the next week. Let me tell us today, you need to get to the house of God. Amen. Let me get plain. It's time to get out of our PJs. It's time to get out of our pajamas and, and put on our suit coat and put on a tie and come to the house of God. Put on a pair of jeans and a t-shirt if that's all you got. But come to the house of God. Come to the house of God. Why? Because there's things going on in the house of God that don't go on in your house. Come to the house of God. Amen. We have become comfortable at home. Let's get over that mindset. I-, I want you to see many today. Are, you know we're, we're trying to be. I-, I get tickled. you know, We're trying to be so spiritual. So spiritual. So spiritual. I used to have lunch with Brother Don Johnson. Some may or may not know him, but a great bishop used to be head of the Assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, I've got people trying to see visions, signs, and wonders that won't come to the house of God. He said, they're, they're warning here. He said, but they're missing the fundamental. You want to know what happened? Their shoes come untied. And in the process of that, they are missing I want you to consider this today. Hell does not want you to come to church. Right. Right. Consider that every day. That you feel iffy. That you're struggling with self. You're struggling with your flesh. And you make a decision that because of tiredness. Because of run downness. I know there's legitimate reasons. But I'm preaching today as a pastor. I want you to know that in some circumstances, you're literally siding with hell against your own self. Amen. Preach it, Pastor. Amen. Why? Because I've got to get to the house of God where worship, fellowship, and the word of God is being ministered to in our lives. Tie your shoes. Ephesians, the sixth chapter, number three. The Bible says this. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Oh, church, if I could inspire us today to do this, develop you a prayer life. Yes. Yes. Develop you a prayer life. Amen. Jesus said, amen, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. Amen. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. How many know that the flesh is weak? Amen. That we struggle with flesh. Amen. Let me me give you some things today. If you have a casual prayer life, you will struggle to survive as a saint. If you're living casually for the Lord, you are going to battle sin in your life because the old man will rise up and he will take down the spiritual man. you got to surrender to God. you got to submit yourself to the Lord. you got to bow your knees unto Him and say, Lord, you are the God of glory. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. Amen. You've got to be fed not fed, you'll never make it. Amen. Develop a prayer life that you may not enter into temptation. Amen. If you have a casual prayer life, amen, you're going to struggle to survive. God told Cain this. He said, sin, he said, if you don't do right, sin always lieth at the door. In other words, if we are not striving to live spiritually, sin is easy to grasp it's always there i i've, I've said this before you, you want to know i don't know why it, it always happens but you can have a fast day for sure amen and 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 i'll have one and and stop by sister sue's and she will have on that day wonder of wonders a homemade pecan pie with a big old hunk of ice cream on the top you know what i'm saying let me tell us about flesh today. Hey Amen. You know, most days I can go without eating till three or four in the evening. I just uh, I don't eat a lot. I don't look like it, but I don't eat a lot. <laughs> I don't know how it is, Brother Hussey. I, I go all the time without. I don't even think about it. But when I wake up fasting, from that moment in the morning till I wake up, I want a bowl of Cheerios. <laughs> I ain't talking about the regular kind. I'm talking about those honey nut Cheerios, the kind that are just slammed full of sugar, you know. And and you know they say on the side of the box are good for your heart, and you can, you can, you know, cop off the sugar, amen, because you you you're being good to your heart. Well, that's a lie. That's the way flesh works, and I hate it. And we've got to know that in living for God, we've got to put our flesh under subjection. And it's one of the hardest things that you will ever do. Yes, sir. Brother Chris has been mentoring some of the youth that have been on a fasting journey. And, 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 and one especially was going for a three-day journey. And they made it through a day. Amen. And they called Brother Chris and they said, I made it through a day. But I just couldn't do that second day. And Chris just cheered them on. He said, Oh, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, You're doing yeah. wonderful. Amen. Then, then they call back and hey, guess what? I made it through two days. Let me tell us today, we ought to inspire one another to live for God. We ought to inspire one another. Not that we dominate somebody's life, but we encourage somebody. You can do it. That's, oh my, that's what you get in the house of God. You can do it. You can live for God. You can make it. You can, Oh, if I can be here, you can. Oh, I want to encourage somebody. Today it's time. Huh? We got somebody and we said we can make it together. And when we begin, we begin to do this thing together, it gets to be easier. Because I've got somebody. Uh, let, me, let me tell us this. Not only develop you a prayer life, find you a prayer partner. Right. Amen. That's old school, but it works. David said this early will I seek thee. Develop a regiment of prayer, and, and let me tell you, this is what we all, every pastor included, develop a regiment of prayer. Daniel was more afraid; he was more afraid of not not praying than he was the lion's den. Right. Right. I want you to consider that, Amen. He would he would rather have a prayer life, Amen, over uh, anything that he would be subjected to in this world, and that's how it ought to be with us. Number four, John 15 says this, I am the vine and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away every branch that beareth fruit, and he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. In other words, he clips that branch, he cuts the length off of it, that 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 plant, I'm a gardener, that plant doesn't extend or expend itself on the growth of the plant, but rather the fruit of the plant. My, I could preach about this for a while. Amen. Oh, I don't know why it is I'm going through that. Let me tell you. Amen. Because you need trim back. You need cut back. You need the master pruner to prune your branches. Amen. That you produce good fruit in your life. And the fruit that you produce is fruit unto salvation. Oh. My God, I want us to understand today salvation. It's not in a suit and a hairdo. It's not just in a hymn line. It's in the power of God and the authority of God and the goodness of God and the Holy Ghost that dwells on the inside of us. Don't misconstrue that because this man preaches holiness with everything that I have. Let me tell us today, holiness, amen, without the word of God, is nothing. I want you to hear me today. He goes on to say this. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Amen. Now you are clean. How? Through the word which I have spoken unto you. He said, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit itself, except it abide in me. Amen. Except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. I want you to hear me today. We must be a balanced Christian. Amen. And we have too many today that are off balance.
2: About this much word yeah. and about this much
0: spirit, Come on. Right. Come on. you'll fly in circles, yeah. Yeah. you're lopsided. Right. Let me tell you what you'll do you'll operate in the spirit with no wisdom. Right. 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 Am I right, Brother Danny? Yeah. That's a truth. Yeah. Too many today are looking for signs. Wonders and miracles of meeting men and women in a spiritual walk and never crack their Bible open. Let me tell you this if you don't measure up that experience with the Word of God, you are in dangerous
1: territory.
0: Amen. Let, let me tell us something today that, that we may not understand. When we give our life to the Lord, we enter into a spiritual arena that we were not in before we got there. Now we have been put on a different plane and now we know in the areas that we walk, Sister Stacy, we're not only dealing with angels but with devils. My My God. And may God send me here, amen, to preach this message today and tell you this. You better get you some instruction from the word of God and from a man of God and a place of authority. Because if you don't, it'll devour you. And the next thing you know, it'll wreck your life spiritually, amen, and you'll become a spiritual lone ranger, amen, and you will lose out thinking you've got everything in the world. Oh, you better balance it with that right there. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Hey you've got to balance it with the word of God. Do you hear me today? He goes on to say this. He said, He said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him the same, bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If you abide in me and my words, everybody say my words. My words abide in you. Listen to this. You shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. You cannot have a relationship with God without the word of God. It's impossible. It's against the word of God. How do I know? Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. You don't have the word of God, you ain't got no faith. Amen. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Ephesians 5, we the church are washed by the water of the word. There's a, there's a whole aspect of what the word of God does. Amen. That are in, in, in complete agreement with the spirit, but they do that. It does its own work in us. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God you got to have the Word of God in your life. And if you're living outside of the realm of the Word, you need to make Bible reading a, a, a daily activity in your life. And let me tell you today, Amen. every one of us today, even the ministerial team of this church, it is too easy to not get some Word.
2: Right.
0: You get your Bible out and you plug your headphones in and you grab your phone and you punch a button. And you can literally read along with it. And it's good to do. I like it. Amen. Let me tell us today. Amen. Gets you the word of God. Amen. You hone in on the word of God. You find you a promise in the word of God. Why? Because all of the promises in him Amen, are yea and amen. You're going to find your promises. You ain't going to know who you are without the word. You know who you'll be without the word? Who you feel like you are. Right. And your feelings will lie to you.
2: Yes, yes.
0: Number five. This is the last one. I could. There's so many principles. But these are so key to our living for God daily. In Matthew 22, Jesus was asked about the greatest commandment. His reply was this. He said, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. He said, this is the first and great commandment. That's where we started, isn't it? Right. Now hear this. The second is likened to it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Right. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now I want the church... To hear me. And I'm speaking expressly to the church right now for a moment. You cannot love God properly. And hate people.
2: Pride. 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 Come on.
0: Come on. I'm going to. I'm apostolic. I'm going to pick on apostolic for a moment. And I hope this is okay. I want you to know. That there's a lot of us. That have hung to our hairdo. And, and 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 our dress and our revelation of holiness and I'm not taken away. From it. Right. And we think that it's us and God and no more. That is contrary to the nature of God. Right. It's contrary to the Word of God. Right. You cannot love God and hate people. Right. Right. You can't do it. Amen. There are people here in town. Amen. I that that absolutely, amen. I they they strive to love God in living according to the laws of God. Amen. Yeah. I and they won't shake your hand. They won't give you the time of day. They'll hold up their nose at you. Let me tell you this, and I'm going to say it out loud. Amen. They are whitened sepulchers. They're full of dead men's bones. You can look the part, but you better be the part down on the inside. And the part that's like God loves people. They love them. They love them even though they're a wreck, even though they stink, even though they have problems, even though their, their life is a wreck. They love people. tell you this those groups of people will die out
2: right. yeah.
0: why because they, they never take think. anybody knows. it's just their, their family friends. you cannot love God and hate people if you love people right. truly you will have a burden and a compassion for them right. amen if you truly love God you're going to love those things that he loves and you're going to hate those things that he hates right. Romans five says this: For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. But God commendeth His love towards us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. When we were at our ugliest, when 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 our sin ruled our lives so powerfully in our unregenerated state, Christ died for me. He didn't just start up the hill. He made it to the top of the hill. His hands were pierced. His feet were pierced. His side was pierced. Hear me today. And then finally, when he became sin, and he cried, "Eli, Eli, Eli Lamak, And my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He still didn't give up, and he said, "It is finished. It is finished." I want us to understand today. One day, every one of us will have that same testimony, Brother Walden. In our life, it's finished. I feel the Holy. One of us, all of us, I believe, when we get to the other side, we're going to say, it's over. It's over. No more battle. No more struggle. No more trials. Why? Because it's finished. And i withstood the onslaught of flesh and demonic powers in my life. Because I have settled myself in the word. And I've settled myself in prayer. And I've settled myself in the love of God. And I've settled myself with a testimony that I have lived for God. I want to tell us today. You need to make up in your mind that you get the principles of God down in your life. Christ. Loved us. Stand with me today. He loved us. You and I are the body of Christ. And it is our mission to love people yeah. and to seek and save that which is lost. I want us to hear just another moment as they come. If you love people, it is your job to forgive offenses in your life. We live today in one of the most morally weak generations that I have ever seen in my life. That people will get a grudge and not let it go. That is not the calling of God in our life you to hear me today you gotta you gotta forgive people you gotta forgive people let me let me tell you about this in this act of love that we have one towards another I don't mean this to be sarcastic by any means because I love everyone here please take the chip of offense off your shoulder So many people, we have to walk around anymore like we're on eggshells in this world because we're so worried we're going to offend somebody and hurt somebody and wound somebody. I'm going to tell you a deep, dark secret. We all offend one another. You want to know why? Because we're people. We're people. Tell everybody I got the best big brother in the world. But I want you to know we had it out a time or two. Three times. We hooked it up, didn't we? I think I got the better
2: of him. He He was was too big.
0: We were a loving family. We did. We loved. We didn't fight like most families. I want you to know this that in our fights, because we're family we always sat at the same dinner table we always came home and loved one another we always yes, sis we always worked our problems out we always why? because that's my brother that's my brother that's my sister let me tell us today brother brother McKeithen is my brother brother Dallas is my brother these, this is my family here. I, I promise I, I, I'm as tight with you all as I am with my family. Y'all are my family. And I want you to know that if you're around me long enough, I'm going to offend you. I don't mean to. I don't mean to. But if you don't have it in you to forgive me, you need to go back to an altar. If if. We can't forgive one another. I'm preaching some key principles of life. I am so tired of people being offended at one another. Love one another. Love one another. Abide with one another. Pray for one another. Connect with one another. We'll all be offended at some point. But let me tell you, about this is oh, spirit of offense. I hate that nasty thing because it's the spirit of unforgiveness. And when you forgive people, you get over things.
2: You get over things.
0: Could we lift our hands?